Welcome to Red Inc., a podcast that peers into the industry of news, issues surrounding the First Amendment, and how journalists are making an impact. I'm your host, Nicholas Erickson. On this episode of the Red Inc. podcast, I talk with John Long, founder and CEO of Nomi News, a news aggregator with an innovative algorithm that grades media biases. We talk about the left-right dichotomy that is pushed on us by news organizations and how John plans to use algorithms to help us understand our own political biases and those of our elected officials. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Red Ink Podcast. Joining me today is the CEO of Nomi News App, John Long. John, thanks for joining us today. I'm honored to be here, I'm very excited. Great. So Nomi is a pretty innovative news startup. Uh, for our audience, just briefly describe what Nomi is. Nomi is a news aggregator app where we created a proprietary algorithm using artificial intelligence and human graders to grade news articles on a left, right, one through five basis. We then present that slant ID that we call it in a way that it makes it easy for people to see both sides of any given topic. Interesting. And where did this idea, I mean, it's almost pretty obvious because we see this, this kind of issue of, of hyper-partisan divides, but where exactly did the, the, the name uh, Nomi come from? That's the Greek pronunciation of opinion. And so that was one of our first and kind of main curator came up with this name. And um, it's the notion is the Greek I felt was a kind of a fun way, has this old time, old school way of thinking, which I enjoyed. Um, know me as a play on the words of know me and get to know me because one of our value propositions is doing this values portrait. So where people get to know who they are on a political scale. Uh, we could talk about that later, but I'm very excited about that. So combined all that with the notion of coming up with a URL that is in existence and know me was the, the winner. Gotta love the ancient Greek spelling. I think, I think it's especially relevant, um, you know, being that Greece was one of the first democracies. And I think that America is kind of experiencing a lot of the same issues um, that Greece went through. And, and I think that we can learn from that society. So I definitely love the idea of hearkening back to that kind of older democracy. Um, and political engagement was very important in, in Greece as well. So it's, it's good to see those values kind of resurfacing in a, in a way that hopefully we can use a little bit better. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I mean, it was, what a, what a time. Uh, you know, the thirst for knowledge and learning was just insatiable. And I'd love to see all of us kind of rekindle that fire. Because right now it's just rhetoric, right? It's just more of vitriol and hatred as opposed to trying to understand what's happening around us. Exactly. And to that point, you know, you kind of describe the mission and vision of Nomi and, and kind of how it can change the news industry to kind of get back towards that, you know, critical political discussion amongst our voters. Right. That's right. I mean, when I read the newspaper today or, or anything online, both sides are just amplified in the rhetoric. It almost gets to a point of it's a entertainment as opposed to news mm -hmm. where we're looking at just 
how outlandish can either side be? And it's a um, a scenario where the common person doesn't really want it, but yet I liken it to propaganda. I mean, not to bring up Nazis here, but this is mm-hmm. this is just full on propaganda. Both sides, mm-hmm. nothing to do with you know right or left. Both sides are just creating this outlandish stuff that people feel is okay. It must be true. And so I wanted a way that, you know, having this artificial intelligence and human graders being able to take this article and be able to assign a bias to it, it does quite a few things on the sub, uh, you know, that are very beneficial. First is subconsciously, the fact that everything has a bias is a beacon then. So picture the propaganda back in the Nazis things where it has a, a stamp going, hey, this is whacked out crap, but go ahead and read it if you'd like. Right. It has that moment like, okay, let's, let's let's offer a level of skepticism or a little bit of a lens to, mm-hmm. to look at this um, on. The second part of being able to do the grading is I believe that news media, I really want to try to move the news media back to the center. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's our fourth thing. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the values propositions I think we have. But one of them is the equal representation um, Right now, all of us are being represented by 5% on both sides, the wing nuts, both sides. And it's a scenario where I think then news media and politicians pander to that extreme. If we could create an environment where we can prove out that mainstream America actually wants to live in the L2 through R2 realm, mm-hmm. maybe we could start you know, easing the rhetoric off on the, on the news media. Absolutely. And I I think it's actually almost appropriate that you bring up, you know, that whole World War II conflict, because, I mean, that's a lot of what the extremes are calling each other as far as name calling. And and it does get to that, you know, just very poor argumentation on both sides, where it's it's on this one side, like, geez, communists, and then these, you know, these white nationalist Nazis, when I think when you take a closer look that there are fewer and fewer people that are actually like that. And it ends up being, I, I, I agree with you, a lot of propaganda that there are so many of these people out there and that that is, is this big of a problem when most people are kind of live in the middle. Spot on. Yeah. yeah, I always love the news media where they show these pictures of these white national supremacists mm-hmm. on the, you know, doing this part. There's probably like, 50 of them and there's thousands of others that aren't that way and there's many 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 more that are just staying home and don't actually give a flying f you know on (laughs) what's happening right exactly and so but all the news media shows is these or you know on the left you know people that are you know tearing down the statues there's probably you know 400 people there and 395 of them are like you know i walk by that statue every day and it really doesn't you know, make me feel the way you're saying it should make me feel. Um, here in Minnesota, we have a lake that was named Calhoun. And, you know, I bet I, before we made that switch where we changed it over to whatever the, the new politically correct name I is. Can't, I can't remember. It's been a life of man. Yeah. Right. It's Mindicon Wadahona or something. I don't know. Um, we, could, we could have asked, I swear, we would have asked 100 people, 95 of them, uh, 90, 90 of them wouldn't have came up with the first name of who Calhoun was. Uh-huh. Uh, 96 of them wouldn't have come up with that he was a president. 99 of them wouldn't have ex- 
had any kind of negative reaction. It was just, you know, I was an old dead white guy at some point, right? And, uh, you know, there's only maybe one, maybe one even in a thousand that would say, yeah, the guy had slaves. Um, and even then, the difference between having slaves at that time and believing that slavery was a good thing, to me, is just a massive leap. I mean, mm-hmm. it's clearly a terrible thing. It, there, it has no basis in any kind of society. Um, yeah. But yet, how we're in a scenario where we're like, okay, well, hey, <laughs> we got to uh, change the name of this lake. It's just it's amazing. <laughs> but anyway, the, bringing it back to Nomi, the whole notion of where it has this mob mentality and people just get in rhetoric, I think most people actually want to have a smaller so one of the parts where this whole idea came from mm-hmm. was the, actually the tax bill. So back a year ago uh, in January, we had to remember that tax bill, the whole reform comes up. Sure. And uh, I was like, okay, hey, this is great, but uh, let me read about it. And so I'd read on one side and it would show that 90, it helps 95% of all Americans. And oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever and blah, blah. <laughs> um, but then I would look at the other side and then this helps like 5%. Only the uber rich or this, this is all that this actually helps. And when I'm yeah. like, wait a second, how is, I'm a math guy. I went to St. Olaf and math, computer science stats, right? So I, there's a number, there, there, mm-hmm. there's this actual number of how many people this helps. And um, so I started reading from both sides and I was just amazed at the rhetoric and how they would just take the same statement and abuse it on both sides. Sure. And, Oh my gosh, this is just craziness. And that's the part where I'm like, you know what? It'd be awesome. Every time when I'm reading this article that it has the BSO meter, <laughs> like, right. Hey, this is, this is whack, right? Or whack left. And um, I also found it very hard to, when I would go to left-leaning articles. So I use Fox and CNN a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I would go to, you know, a Fox, I would see here's their top five or six uh, articles itself. And then when I go to CNN, it's not the same five or six. So you mm-hmm. have to do a pretty good hunting and packing to try to figure out uh, where's, you know, a good thing both sides to an, an article and so or a topic. And so to me, that's where I was like, gosh, wouldn't this be awesome if I could just literally mm-hmm. pull up my app in the morning, see what's happening in the world, scroll either way, you know, I mean, Nothing about Nomi is trying to move anybody anywhere. I don't, I love right. the world that we have different political opinions. So I'm definitely not trying to move people left or move people right. I'm just believe in what you believe. But wouldn't it be great? I was like, have the different topics, then I can scroll whichever way that makes sense. And if I'm so inclined or curious, hit one button and now I can read an article on the opposite side. Really is a. Uh, quite the innovation. I'm actually a, a user of the app as well. And in using it, I was, I was curious, you know, what kind of describe the process of what goes into grading that news? Great. So we worked with a, a college professor down in St. Louis to help create the initial algorithms on the human side of it. Um, the AI side, we're um, running through a lot of really cool technology as well from natural language processing, but getting also into sentence level and headline grading, um, being able to get a, um, utilize that as well. So the whole process, how it stands is our curator, human, uh, wakes up in the morning, says what's happening in the world today. And so that we have a source of, you know, about 40 different sources we go to just for the curation side. 
and she'll look and say, you know what, what we want to learn more about Israel um, in that, that yeah, in their election. Great. So she'll go into um, he or she will type in a um, couple keywords, go through a program called Webhose, which goes scrapes the internet for I'm sure hundreds of thousands of articles to find these keywords in which articles might have it. That comes back with, you know, let's say 60, 100 different articles. We then run it through our AI side, we call it NomiML, which then assigns a the left-right grade of and one through five. And then the human grader selects um, two or three articles from each side. As it as you probably could have guessed, there's uh, a lot more, like three to four to one more left-leaning articles than there are right-leaning articles out there. Um, but it doesn't matter, right? Because we are only picking two or three from each side. So it's a nice equal balance. And so then we've take those articles, the curator highlights those, um, selects them, and then we send it off to our human graders. We have three human graders, a uh, pool of human graders, but at, for every article, three different graders come through and uh, go through the uh, article, go through our algorithm, and that assigns a grade to it. Once we've had three human graders to it, that's the composite grade. And then the composite grade is then worked in with the NOMI ML grade. To then be able to come up with a final grade. If NOMIML is vastly different, that's either left and right is the wrong side, or the um, magnitude is off by more than uh, one disagreement between it, then we actually toss the article itself because we didn't have alignment. Kind of a fun little thing that we do with our human graders is that every new grader we have them go through a set of 41 articles that we've already we've over and over and over graded. Sure. And so statistically, we can start to look to see how much bias do they have. Every person has bias. And so we're yeah. not looking for unbiased people. It's, it doesn't exist and You're it's right. not needed. It'd be hard. Hey, <laughs> right. But what I look for is consistent bias. Uh -huh. And so we actually, you know, so if we think in articles are three, and this person grades it as an R2, or let's say five articles are R3, and they grade all of them as an R2, we know that we just need to shift their grade one to the right. Wow. And so by having that consistency on it, that's the great part. If they are scattered, so let's say it's five R3 articles, and they're grading it L3 and L2 and R1 and R5, well, I, we can't, I can't move their grade then because it's not the standard deviation is too wide right mm -hmm. and so we we actually they can't be greater so we do spend a lot of time with them on making sure that they're consistent on how they're approaching it wow what really fascinates me you know about this process is that you really take storytelling which is you know kind of uh artistic and you know this almost it's difficult to quantify and you're you're bringing this mathematical equation this this set of processes machine learning these different types of aspects and really using it to rationalize um what that art is for the audience and i, I think that's really fascinating and it's it's really one of those things that you get kind of just have to marvel at the capabilities of uh the internet and and algorithms and stuff like that that's right. Yeah, these the technologies that we're using on the AI side didn't exist even five, ten years ago. Sure. Uh, and so a lot of people have, have tried to do something of this nature, 
but it's with the new advent of tools, we use AWS as our um, kind of hosting platform that's Amazon's web services. Mm -hmm. uh, so we can do, it's awesome. We have access to these massively powered computers that are paid, you know, we're paying, you know, cents or dollars per uh, per hour or whatever or per download um, on things. So it's it allows for us to be able to really kind of leverage our, our money in a way that we were not able to before. They also have a lot of tools that we can leverage a uh, whole community on the AI side that we can tap into and keep trying to push that thing forward. Interesting. And what challenges do you face in the process of grading news you know, what kind of kinks did you have to work out throughout the process? Yeah, so the twofold side, so starting with the human graders, it was trying to come up with the right algorithm that made the most sense. Um, and these are a series of questions that uh, you're looking at how much opinion versus fact, which article, which sources are quoted, how is it pro them, critical them, pro GOP, you know, critical GOP. Um, use of inflammatory words, how, you know, things that are written mm. in a certain way. I mean, it's just a ton of these types of questions. And then trying to figure out what's the right balance between them to, you know, come up with a, with a good grade. So a lot of challenges on just what is the, the right questions to ask on, on there. On the AI side, it's all about data volume. So you've got Initial side is how do you get access to hundreds of thousands of articles to be able to have a model to run it against? Right. So that's a problem. The second problem is now that you can run your model against these hundreds of thousands of articles, how do you verify that it's accurate, that it's true? So mm -hmm. you could say that, uh, you know, with just this simplistic natural language processing, you can, where you take any article and you can picture a spreadsheet where you short the number of words are the columns all the way across. And the rows are the different articles that you're looking at. And so you can start to see patterns between how often is the word death tax used or as opposed to estate tax. And every time that it's more death tax, that shows more than left-leaning side of it. Um, so you can kind of start to mentally see how it actually flows, right? And it's a, a simple word count mentality. But you have to be able to compare it against something. And so the more that we go every day that we go, our models are getting better because we're grading 50 to 70 articles on the mm -hmm. human side for them to be able to say, this is what we think this article is. Yeah, it's sort of that repetition and the better, you know, the more volume that you do, obviously, the better you get at it, kind of putting in your 10,000 uh, hours uh, in grading news. Um, you mentioned publishers and, and the challenge of, of getting them kind of on board with your um, your algorithm and this grading process. You know, have have you experienced um, some backlash from publishers? Maybe um, them arguing that they're getting unfairly graded or things of that nature. We haven't yet. It's just been individual users that will provide comments on both how some articles they thought was graded one side or the other. Um, we just started off in January 22nd was our launch date. So while we are growing nicely and uh, doing well, and I'm very excited about what we're doing, mm -hmm. we haven't hit the level yet where Fox News cares. Uh, <laughs> at some point, I think I'm, I'm very excited about having more of those conversations where if I get a call from CNN, you know, that's a, 
I'm going to pop a champagne and you're doing do something right. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Right. You know that that's you, right. We're, you're starting to achieve your mission. Yeah. Because that's really almost, you're trying to disrupt the things that they're doing in a sense. Like you're, you're hoping that they're hitting it. Adjust. Yeah. That you're hoping that they will adjust to you, not the other way around. So that's, yeah. You're saying it exactly right. It's just perfect. It's, I want to change the conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just, the notion where if we can get people to start thinking along the lines of, you know, hey, it's okay that we have bias. I don't want a world where there is only one news source and it's completely yeah. like here's 14 bullet points of facts and that's it, right? I love a world where we have our opinions and people feel free to share. This is how they're looking at the tea leaves or the situation. This is how they believe. And I think that's great. Um, one of the things that I'm pretty excited about is I think we have a shot at kind of breaking through mainstream media in general. So how this would work is I have you ever heard of the athletic? It's a, it's a, I think it's fantastic. It has a group of people that uh, are beat writers for the different teams and they write fantastic articles about the twins wild, you know, I'm a Packer fan. I hate to say it, right? Vikings, whatever, right? And it has just great, great stats. And so I get more about information about reading and the wild fan about what's happening there through that almost beat writer than I do if I go to the Star Tribune or Pioneer Press. Mm -hmm. So the notion of edifying people that have an opinion, even like here on the podcast, I would love to have more podcasts actually on Nomi. Great. That's also a tradition, you know, I think more people yeah. are going to listen and learn this way anyway. Yeah. But just think of the power of if we can have a person in California that is, has, here's a topic about the wall and they have a really good viewpoint and I can grade it, but the distribution is the same as it would be for the Star Tribune, CNN and whatnot. Yep. Holy cow, right? That's when we could start to be, you know, declaw Fox News and CNN and get back to more of the independence, um, people that are almost more uh, fact-based, less bombastic, and um, mm -hmm. edify them. Gosh, I think that could be really neat. Yeah, well, and you've started to see this actually already. Um, you know, I, I, I attended some conferences last year, and, um, you know, that's citizen journalism, something that I've always been fascinated with. Um, and it's funny because professional journalists themselves are a little bit afraid, afraid of the notion of citizen journalism. And I think part of it is in a genuine concern that this could get out of hand. But I think what they're also expressing is this, maybe we could get kind of cycled out now that everyone's got a cell phone and you can teach storytelling skills and, and you can be close to where the, the story happens. Now, I think there's a long way from that, you know, to be possible and on a really efficient, especially with a tight journalistic standard. But I think that it's, it's on the, it's on the floor. I, I think that we're really getting there. I think you're right. That, uh, that it really will kind of jolt them awake and it's going to force the, the CNNs and the Foxes of the world to be, to say to themselves, you know, what are we doing? How do we, how do we adjust to these new trends? Right. I think that's right. And it's just, the, the news articles that I'm reading nowadays, like on a Fox CNN, 
I mean, they they hit some good points, but they have just a ton of just rhetoric around stuff. Whereas, you know, you can there's a lot of really smart people in this world. Shit, I'm smarter than me. Sorry, lots of smarter <laughs> than me, right? Where it just is, you know, I'm thirsty to hear, you know, the more nuances about the wall or the election in Israel or whatnot. I mm-hmm. I don't live there. I don't actually understand it, but I would love a, a framework where I could go and actually see, you know, and, and read about here's the pluses and the minuses of it, and then um, be able to make up my own mind of what resonates to me. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, what kind of things have you been developing lately then? You talked about the algorithm and the human processes. You know, what is kind of coming in and what are you kind of working on to, to bring out from Nomi uh, next? Yeah, tons of stuff. I feel, you know, one of, the, one of the things I'm very excited about as a company is we're just iterating so fast. Um, mm-hmm. We get a good ideas and boy, it's, it's fast being put into the, the system itself. So I'm very excited about that. So just in the last, let's say 10 days, um, last week, Monday, I decided to do a complete overhaul of the user interface. Wow. And so we, I was topic led. So the idea is I log in and I see what are the top news topics of the day. And then I click on the topic and then I can from there scroll left or right and then choose an article. And what I'm, what I found uh, through our data, what we found through our data is people were just spending more time on the topics itself and the description as opposed to going in and reading about the article. And it's a, our whole thing about here's an article and what's, the grading bias on it is I don't want people to just look and say, okay, that's an R2 and never mind. And that's all they do. I want them to actually read and then be able to kind of be able to, to see, okay, I understand the bias itself. So I wanted people to drive in more deep, uh, deeply on reading articles or the article views. So I flipped it uh, last Monday, made the decision uh, to go article led. This is just like smart news, Apple news, Google news, everything that you're used to. This is where you'd fire up the app. And now it's going to be articles first that have our slant ID. You have the ability to, once you look into the article, to still click on the, the badge, the grade, and it will flip you over to a opposite side viewpoint. Um, the functionality is still there with going to the topics and see other articles, lists of other articles for this topic. So all the functionality, the four key values are still are still there. But what I think it's going to do is it's 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 fresher, it's newer, it's what's People are more used to um, seeing the article led easier on the scrolling so they could scroll through the 50, 60, whatever um, recent articles and then be able to um, see pictures about it. And, and I feel like that's going to drive, drive readership uh, a lot. That when we should submit it to, we submitted the first version here today and the app store. Mm-hmm. So literally within nine days, we did a complete overhaul on the UI. So I'm very excited about that part. Other things that we're doing is the gamification. So one of the things that I feel like you probably have more experience on this than I do, but I, I just kind of chuckle every time where I talk with people and they say, you know what, I, I vote for the candidate. You know, I look at all of the issues and I vote for the candidate and I vote sometimes Democrat, sometimes Republican, sometimes independent. Right? And uh, I just, to me, I just chuckle myself i literally my dad had this conversation um he's like oh i vote for candidates i'm like okay when was the last time you actually voted for a republican he's a politician he's a uh, 
professor at the uh, University of Wisconsin, Seems Point. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, well, I knew uh, Dreyfus back in the 70s, and so I voted for him. <laughs> you know, like, okay, well, that doesn't really count, right? And I think the majority of people actually are, you know, they vote one side or, or the other. So one of the gains that we have, though, is if you do feel like you actually read articles from the other side, we're going to have badges that show how many times do you actually read articles from both sides of the same topic. And uh, I want to, my, my, my visualization, I don't know if it'll actually work or not, is people like yourself, you could challenge me and, you know, which of us are going to read more articles on both sides of the topic. And how fun would that be, right? Where all of us have that crazy uncle that you know, is <laughs> whacked out one side or the other, and you know they think they know everything. Uh, for them to actually prove out and say, "All right, tell you what, you read, you know, your way, your whacked writing. Show me that you've read twenty-five articles on the left." And if they can. And actually, it's pretty cool, right? Because there's no way they can read all those articles without at least going, you know what? There's some logic over there. I don't agree with it, but right. there's some logic. Well, and I think so that's... I'm pretty excited about that. Well, yeah, and because I think that's really what we're aiming for here. And I think, and that's why I think that, you know, that to, to kind of um, bring back up the whole really hyper-partisan um, you know, Nazi versus communism type thing. Like, I really don't think, well, let me rephrase this. I think that what you, your goal ought to be is for that person to have an informed view. They can, dis it can disagree with yours, but if it's informed, if it's ethical, and, um, you know, if it's not hurtful to other people, kind of going inside that ethical thing. I, I think awesome. that... I think that it really, we, we want to focus on healthy differences and, and celebrating those differences. I, I think, and I think that that's yeah. one thing that traditional media isn't training us to do because, you know, what they're modeling for us is, you know, the rhetoric is that like, oh, Fox is wrong. Like all those right leaning people are wrong and vice versa for CNN to um, Trump supporters or whatever it may be. Um, they're kind of modeling this behavior to be like, oh, this is clearly an incorrect Republican. Let me fix him, quote unquote. Like there's, that's, that's really not what democracy, you know, is going to thrive on. Um, and I think that that's really, if we can start to adjust ourselves to that's the goal is to making sure that this person's views are ethical informed and you know viable if they hold water then let's let's let them have it let's let's be accepting and, and really embrace diversity love it that's that's exactly right and you know a word i use a lot is respect mm -hmm. yep where you actually it's you know you read about these scenarios where you have a right-leaning guy coming to berkeley to do a talk and now you've got a riot don't go Right? right. You don't like what a guy has to say. Don't go. Mm -hmm. It's not worth burning your building down or starting fires mm -hmm. on something. Don't go. It's okay. Um, you know, I'd say there is not a scenario, not a person where if we're just talking about how they feel about any, anything that I would get into a violent scenario. 
Um, right. I, I just don't agree with it. You know, that's great. No problem. That's how you view the world. Wonderful. Um, but that's okay. You know, and I, I personally just don't feel it that way. Right. And it doesn't make me a better human or them a better human. It's just like we're both just human. Um, so I'm excited about that. Another project that we just did uh, today, where I'm very excited about, is we just took the 18 Democratic candidates, their announcements, wow. we graded them, and now we're going to actually send out, and you can see, of the 18, well, I think I'll release it tomorrow, it might be uh, tomorrow's Thursday, though, but it might be um, I the day after, where we actually now can look and say, all right, of the 18, where in general are they from an L5 to L1? Point of view won't that be fun yeah well and i think that it's going to to really spark a lot of convert more conversation hopefully more collaborative conversation when we can kind of because it's math right it's difficult to argue with with hard numbers and when you bring these kinds of math uh, equations to the table you make the democratic process easier to rationalize and not so much rhetoric especially emotionally based rhetoric where you're just getting angry yep the person so yeah, yeah and i right. think that's what we're that's what news is supposed to do right news is supposed to support um its audience and it's supposed to inform them of and kind of be an intermediary between what's happening in the, the ranks of government to um how that matters to us there are storytelling the watchdog right i mean that's that's what the movement of journalism you know, the, it's kind of cape. It's, it's, it was the flag of journalism that we're going to be these truth sayers and we're going to give you the raw information and, and you're going to deal with it what you, what you please. And somewhere along the line, and I, have you seen the movie The Network? Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, it kind of did become, like we mentioned earlier, a little more entertainment-based, uh, a little more propaganda-based, um, and it, it lost that that sheen of, of truth telling and delivering the raw uncut truth to its audience and, and turned into a little more entertainment. And that's unfortunate because what you lose then is our, our watchdogs to the democratic process. So that, that is, sounds like a wonderful project that um, will hopefully bring some clarity to the next election because I think we're all still kind of reeling from the last one and how much rhetoric was involved in that. Even still, I mean, the Mueller report just came out, which was, you know, traced from the, the election itself too. So hopefully, you know, yep. this, this project that you're working on can, can kind of start some conversations about like, okay, what candidate do I really want? That last election was kind right. of a mess. Like, let's look at the data. That's right. Yeah, it's, I, I couldn't agree more. So one of the fun little things that we do to really try to maintain our impartiality is we actually strip the source and the author for yeah. both the AI and the human graders just to make sure that we're not, oh, it's Fox, so therefore it has to be right. We literally are just taking texts and words. That's all the person has to work with. And you know we don't do the pictures. Um, so we really are just trying to focus on what it actually is. And, I'm excited about that. So one of the other things that we're doing um, after we get the gamification, a lot of really cool things there, is this values portrait. I talked about it a little bit before. So what this is, is we broke down the world. We with the, worked with the uh, chairman of the project there with the University of Minnesota. Where he's 
variant of this broke down the world into 10 dimensions. So instead of just being a democratic Republican, you start looking and say, okay, well, physically, you know, you know, a lot of people are physically conservative, but socially liberal. Uh, but it's like, well, you know, social programs, immigration, foreign policy, military, whatnot. And so there's 10 different dimensions there. And by the, how you're reading your articles and how you actually view them, and we have some um, questions after each time you um, read an article, we can start building this values portrait. So now we could say, you know, in general, on fiscal stuff, you're an R2, and maybe on social programs, you're an L3. Uh, environment, you're an L2. Think of the power that that actually would have. Yeah. So a way for people to understand how they feel about different topics. Because right now, you can't go to anybody and just say, hey, should we build a wall or not? I mean, right. You're, you're a racist if you think you should, so you right. should be like flogged and thrown out into the you know world and, and, and beaten to tar or something like that. You, you don't want to actually have that conversation, uh-huh. and you don't want to you know people look at you like how why wouldn't you know that and you feel stupid and so you don't want to do that and so even having majority of people in today's society don't even ask the questions. And so one of the things that we like with the values portrait is you get to know yourself in the privacy of your own phone, right? right? You get to be able to look at it and say, hey, that article resonated to me. I, I get that. That's, that makes sense to me. Um, and then we can use artificial intelligence again to, to build this value's portrait out. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, like a personality inventory, you know, kind of like the, the Myers-Briggs, but it's... Uh, right. It's, yeah. And so I understand, is it, is it like a one-time test kind of thing or is it, is it, no. is it building? Is it like always evolving? Wow. Yeah, always evolving. Impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. Always evolving. Yeah. Always evolving and going over time because over years we think people will actually switch their minds and we can be right. able to track it. And the more that you read, the more, the better this values for the more confidence we have in each one of the, the numbers itself. Right. So if we only have a data point of one or two articles, then, you know, you think you're right-leaning in this case, but maybe you're not. But if you've read 10, 50, 100, 200 articles, now that's where you can be very confident. Yeah, here's where we think you have on the Valley's Power Trip. Mm-hmm. Think of the power that we can have with this data then to both the media, but more importantly, the politicians. So I'm um, friendly with my state representative and state senator. And anytime we have one of our topics is Minnesota News, Think how cool it is that there's a hot topic. Should we do mining up in the Iron Range here in Minnesota, right? Or whatever it is. And the ability to have uh, special interest groups on either side being able to submit articles or podcasts about that topic, both sides, great. Mm -hmm. And now have their constituents being able to say which side that they're like. So right now, as you log in, we have a, it's just a guest login, but as we continue to grow, we're going to ask for three basic uh, demographic information, not identifying. First one is just zip code. I don't want your address. I don't want anything that can identify. I want your zip code. I don't want your birth date. I don't want your birth year. Mm-hmm. And male or female. But those three, zip code, birth year, male or female, think of the power that we can have with our elected officials. And how do we actually feel? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a two-way street, too. I mean, obviously, as a politician, you want to have a good pulse on what 
your constituents want. So it's it does work both yep. ways in terms of democracy. We're not only are we having a more educated, informed, and kind of cohesive in an ideal, we're moving towards a more cohesive population, but also, you know, the politicians can kind of peer into what are the thoughts and feelings of their constituents because that is how they make decisions. I mean, yes, they're making executive decisions. That's why we elected them. But also we are kind of really fulfilling what a democracy really can be with technology and in providing our politicians with intelligence based on how we feel and what we think. I think that's right. So, I mean, look, you know, we've got, we've moved as a society here anyway, but think of like gay marriage where back in 10 years ago, even the mentality was, Hey, it should be illegal and done or whatever. And if you're a Republican, you have to vote now. Right. But most people by far, the majority of people, great. Marry whoever you want. Yep. Whatever. Yep. You know, great. Yeah. And so it took, if we could get that type of communication back to our politicians saying, Hey, as a society, we actually, great. Cameras, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Then we can actually hopefully start to make some changes in a faster way. Yeah. Well, John, we're almost out of time. I have a, Fun last question. This is a question that all right. we answer or we ask kind of all of our guests um, on the podcast. And it is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why would you choose that superpower? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't. I should have prepped for it. I should have known this. Was, uh, no, we like to throw it. We like it to throw people before. off a little bit. You could take your time and think yeah. about it. There's been some good answers. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, obviously just being Superman would be fantastic and just that way I have so many different things that I could do would be great. You got to um, pick one, though. You gotta I think the, yeah, so I'll, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a little long-winded answer, but I'll have the specific Go one. So I try yeah. to live my life in three very specific things. One, personal accountability. Just try to you know take care of me and my family, do what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. Not rely on anybody else. Uh, number two is seize the day. Enjoy today, right? And this is in order, by the way. Um, mm-hmm none of us know how long we're going to be around. If you keep waiting, do the fun stuff till 20 years from now, it could be bad. But third is positive influence on somebody else's life. And that's three A is your family. Three B is others. And so one of the things that I'm, I get so frustrated on is on that three B. So today I was at uh, St. Olaf to talk about uh, entrepreneurship and try to help people through the things, right? Mm-hmm. And often I just see people that have such capability, but they just don't want to use it or they're just too lazy. And this is family members, friends, whatever, talented people that sit on the sidelines and don't become whoever they could become. So to that end, a superpower that I would love is just to be able to like break through their minds. You know, think of like wow. your good friend that's a drug addict to just be able to go and touch them on the forehead and zap them. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, I don't need drugs anymore. I don't need, you know, liquor and booze, or I don't, I don't get rid of the shiftless sitting on the couch, living with mom uh, mentality. Right. And just zap them and just be like, let them be who they want to be. Right. So that's kind of a, that's not as much fun as just Superman. So no, maybe no, I should, uh, switch, I think, you know, well, but it depends on who you are. I think, I think you, it sounds like yeah. you have a pretty good time. 
doing that. Maybe that I would, would be more amazing than, than Superman. You know, Superman. He tries to accomplish those things, but you just get right to the heart of it. You know, Superman, he needs a fire to go put out or, or whatever the case may be. A super right. You're just, I mean, yeah. we all struggle with our own supervillain, which is ourselves. And, and that's, that's the supervillain you'd be fighting for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I like how that super, where it just is like, get, get out of our own way so that we exactly. can actually enjoy the society and enjoy this life it's such a beautiful world out there exactly well john thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure uh we hope to have you back on the podcast to check on nomi's progress i'd love that it'd be an honor and make sure uh we everybody download the nomi app it's uh on google play or the itunes app store it's g-n-o-m-i i I know that's a weird way of spelling it but uh, g-n-o-m-i Awesome. Thank you so much, John, and thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Red Ink Podcast. There's a lot more to discuss on the possibilities of grading biases, and we'd love if you were to join us in discussion by using the hashtag RedderBias. If you'd like to support the show, visit our Shopify store, where you can find awesome Redder gear. You can also give this show a five-star rating and share this episode on social media. Subscribe if you haven't already, as we have great episodes like this coming out soon.